0: Listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church, we hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Second Corinthians chapter five, and, and uh, I'm just going to share along the same lines that I shared on Wednesday, kind of what we've been in all week, and, and uh, just knowing who we are, and realizing that God gave us a gift. And what we do with that gift is what we give back to him. And, uh, and we allow God to be God in our lives, and, and we allow uh, his amazing grace, you know. And so uh, if you have a, a open seat by, you raise your hand there so people know that, hey, there's somebody here you can scoot next to, do whatever. You have a word called scoot. You just got to go one seat next to the other, uh, you know. And if you can't find one, you can take mine and Pastor Pam's with you. I don't think she's coming back. I don't know. We don't know what's going on there, but we're good. <laughs> That's why we're going to build a brand-new facility. Going to blow out this wall, I think, and then build double the size. of it Because we get to. Hallelujah. So, Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, why don't we go back to two services? If you knew how t- tough that was, you wouldn't ask that question. But... <laughs> We might have to do that. We may have to do that. We're not going to, you know, we're not saying never or no, but uh but right now we since it's ours, we can do something about it. Amen. Hallelujah. So It is. It's a blessing. For those of you that don't know, you may have just come. We just had the privilege in in a pandemic. We actually were able to purchase this whole facility and everything, all 7.75 acres. Uh, The school is now our tenant. They actually pay rent. And uh, uh, so it's all ours now. And God supernaturally gave it to us. And when I say that, we still have a mortgage and everything. But God supernaturally turned it around. Uh, It was $4.6 million. And before we actually, and when we finally all said and done, we only owe $2.1 million. We already paid off $2.5 million in, in, in all things because of what God did. And God gave it to us. So uh, that's the miracle factor of it. He said, I want to do this even without asking. He just did it. So we thank God for that. And his hand is upon us. And he's called Harvest Bible Church for this time and for this hour, as you know. Amen. We need, to, we need to really, really understand that and uh, what goes on. You know, uh, when you understand the word of the Lord and what God has for us, wow. And if you knew what was going to take place, listen, the future's not bleak. Yeah, for the world it is. Yes, if you're looking at news, if you're watching for the world, it's going to get worse. But if you're connected to the church, oh, praise God, you're in the right place. Because the church is going to get brighter and brighter. The church is going to, the glory of God. I tell you, the church. This is the most exciting time to ever be alive. Amen. Yeah. This is the most awesomest time to be alive. Hallelujah. And isn't it amazing? All these kids, you know, and all week long, not one time did they think about anything that was going on in the world. <laughs> Not one of them turned and says, you know, Pastor Mark, this is going on. I was You know, trying to talk to me about politics. <laughs> Not one time did they try to talk to me about any kind of, you know, pandemic that's going on. They didn't. I mean, it was awesome. But you know what? We did something every day. And one of the biggest keys, you know, they, we did this song up here, you know about this and that song touched them because we did things about bullying we did things about forgiveness and we did about God comfort you and it's amazing that all the kids have the same kind of issues that you have the right issues in the sense of where they need help with who they're what they're doing what they're dealing with what's going on in their life not about what's going on in the world they could care less about that they want to know that God loves them They want to know that God will comfort them. They want to know that God will forgive them. They want to know that God will protect them and God will be with them. Amen? That's what they wanted to know. They wanted to know, hey, can we do this? And then they found out they were treasured. And they found out that they're the treasure that God has and they know who they are in Christ and what they have. And we need to know that's the body of Christ. We need to understand that we've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. I mean, on Friday, we had Queen Esther show up. We did, and uh, we had a young lady who actually uh, was part of our uh, uh, what we did when we did the journey to Bethlehem and all that. And uh, she did; she dressed up so cool that we had her dress up, and she did her part and shared. And it was amazing because they all thought that's who she was, (laughs) because they'd never seen her before. So it was cool, you know. I mean, I had to be David and I had to be Jesus, and they're all like, "That's Pastor Mark." (laughs) Okay. I was the one hanging on the cross and doing the things and being there. And I had, to do, I had to do all those things. And they're all like, hey, you know, they know who I is. <laughs> Amen. But in that, you know, they still understand what was going on. But I tell you, and, and, and her thing was, guess what? God chose you. And I want to declare to each and every one of you today, God chose you. Here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, let's begin reading at uh, verse 17, if you would. It says here, <clears throat> it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation." Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I want to read that out of the New Living Translation Uh, and it says, this means actually I want to back up to the 16th verse because it's so cool in the New Living it says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view aren't you glad we stopped, you know comparing ourselves and stopped evaluating others from a human point of view at one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view how differently we know him now This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself no longer counting people's sins against them and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Amen? Verse 18 says, in the King James, it says, all things are of God. But in the New Living, it says, all of this is a gift from God. You know, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it became, that you became a new creature in Christ. What happened? You became a brand new person on the inside. You didn't come new on the outside. You, You know, I mean, you had the same old body that was there. Hallelujah. But you got brand new on the inside, and then you had the privilege and the ability to renew your mind. Isn't it wonderful, like he said in the 16th verse there, when it says, wow, we used to think of Christ from merely a human standpoint. How many of the world thinks of Jesus Christ as merely a human standpoint? But when you get born again, glory to God, he becomes your savior. He becomes your Lord and everything changes because you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. And it really truly is that. That's why when you see this and when you see what has transpired, what is taking place, it changes everything. It's amazing to me how people can get born again and then just try not to just and try to go back doing the same thing they've always done. No, when you get born again, when you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it changes everything. The problem is we don't understand that it's our faith in Jesus Christ that causes us to give us victory. That gives us victory. That changes our lives. He said, this is a gift. It is a gift from God. This new birth, this what we, what happened to us when we made Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives, how it changed everything. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. He was the first begotten from the dead. Glory to God. We've all been begotten from the dead when we accept Jesus. Amen. We've got to walk in this newness of life. So that's one thing about, that's why I love talking about they were treasured. And, t- and it's shown when they went into the, the, the treasure chest and the mirror's there, and you should have seen their faces because I was there when Pastor Pamela was doing it. It was so neat, so wonderful because all of a sudden they realize, hey, it's me. <laughs> And they're just like you. When they saw themselves, they thought, like, hey, it's me, just like you. Got all excited about yourself, and it was great. But they realized, hey, I'm God's treasure. It's amazing how the enemy has defeated so many people thinking that because of what's going on, because of what's transpiring, what's happening, that we think that we're this small majority. Did you know that the church is in charge? Amen. The church is in charge. See, when you understand, no, the church is in church. The Bible says, you know, when you read out of the Message Bible in Ephesians chapter one, verses 19 through 23 there, when it talks about that the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe in the King James, you know, that he, and then it goes on in verse 20, it says that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body and the fullness of him filleth. All in all, okay. Those that's nineteen through twenty three. But I want to talk to. But in the in the Message Bible, it says he set Christ in the deep uh, parts of heaven, and and he set him, and he said, and then God called the church. He said, you see that the church is not peripheral to the world; the world is peripheral to the church because the church is where Jesus Christ rules and reigns, and he's operating through you and I. See, when you become a new creature in Christ Jesus, all the things of the world have to fall aside. That was the one thing that just. It just, it broke my heart. It broke my heart that when they t- called out and say, hey, we got this crazy pandemic. We got something that could kill you that all Christians just crumbled and we're all afraid to die because they, they thought, oh my gosh, I'm afraid to die. What do you mean? This earth is not our home. We forgot a fundamental principle of the gospel of Christ. This earth is not our home. If we've been born again, we're seated in a heavenly place. Heaven is where we're going to, we want Jesus to come. We want this earth to go away. We want people to be born again. We want to take as many people as we can. But we want Jesus to come. See, it was just, all of a sudden they used fear to cripple and stop the whole world. And people just lined up. And, I don't want to die. Come on. And then people got mad. Whoa, you're just trying to kill everybody. You're trying to. No, I'm trying to get you to think. Trying to get you to stand Trying to get you to be blood bought Trying to get you to be Christians We're not trying to cause You know we didn't do, They're the ones that say they, they tried to bring fear And we loved them One of our stories this week was so cool You should have seen all the kids Because even after they got that story Every day afterwards I had at least one or two of them talk to me Say hey did you know what Because it was about bullying It was a story of Hezekiah in the Bible Many of you probably don't know the story But Hezekiah was a king and yet they were still there were still idols in the land. There were things that weren't going right. But all of a sudden the king of Assyria shows up and he's a big bully. And he brings out thousands and thousands and thousands of his army. And he says, Listen, I'm gonna give you a chance. You only get one chance. Surrender now or go, or we're gonna destroy you. Hezekiah began to pray. God said, Don't worry about it. I got this. He says, Yeah, but he's got thousands and thousands. God says, No problem, because he's a big bully. And God said, I'm going to take care of that bully. So that night, God sent an, an angel army. And 55,000 Assyrians died that night. And it was so cool to hear the kids tell it. Says, yes. Of course, they said everybody died. And then the bully woke up, and he was all by himself. So it was really cool to hear this is the other. And when he woke up, he was all by himself, and he realized, I'm in trouble. And then he ran home. <laughs> hey, I don't care how they got it, but they got it. They got it. I mean, I had four or five of them tell me that. And they said, hey, they got it. So what happened is that this bully tried to come against them, and God took them out. See, we look at this. Listen, listen, God's still God. The angels are still the angels. If God wants to bring an angel army, he can wipe out 55,000 people in one day. Amen? I mean, hey, we see also where David messed up, and 85,000 died in three hours. Don't be messing with God. What's wrong with you people? That's what's so funny. People, they read. They say, well, those are stories. No, everything in the Word of God is true. Those are history. It's history. It's like if you look in the history book, it's the history. You can get Josephus, which is a history book for the Jewish people, and it's in there. And they woke up, and they're all dead. They're like, hey, look at this. See, we have this tendency. We forgot who we are. Everybody forgets the power and the grace of God. Amen? In fact, go with me over to first John. I'm having fun. Y'all doing okay? Hallelujah. You're good. Go to first John. First John. See, we learned a lot too today. Hallelujah. We learned a lot of things to do. It was really cool. Amen. Was awesome, but that was, I love that one because you know, everybody like, they like the bully to get beat up, you know. It was really cool. In fact, you know, all the boys were telling me, hey, you know, I think I had four boys and and one little girl. She got a hold of it too. She's like, yeah. I said, I got this. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to read this to you out of the uh, King James Version and then I'm going to read it to you out of the Message Version, okay? It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Actually, verse 5, chapter 5. Wrong one. Whoso believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loves him that begath, loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this... We know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the son of God. Now I want to read that to you out of the message Bible because it's so cool. I love it. He said this. He said, every person who believes that Jesus is, in fact, the Messiah, is begotten. If we love the one who conceives the child, we'll surely love the child who was conceived. The reality test on whether or not we love God's children is this. Do we love God? Do we keep his commands? The proof that we love God comes when we keep His commandments, and they are not all troublesome. Every God begotten person, every born again person, conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. I'm going to say that one again. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes Jesus is the son of God. When you believe these things. See, I'm not telling you to be militant. I'm, not, I'm just telling you to be Christians. I'm telling you to be Christ-like. Not at the word. Don't let the, the, the enemy come. Don't let fear come in. Don't let fear come. Don't do anything based on fear. And don't do anything that'll violate your conscience. I've got some major decisions to make for, for some things that I'm doing and stuff. When I say major, but they are major for me because it has to do with different things that I'm involved in, in the community and stuff. And so they've made some mandates or they've made some stipulations that I'm saying you, you cannot do this ministry or do what you, you've been doing unless you do something. And see, I can't do it. And they'll say, Well, no, you won't do it. No, 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 that's, no, 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 it's not that. Not at all. No. It's not that I won't do it. It has nothing to do with it. I can't. I can't. I can't violate my conscience. I can't do anything that I don't believe in. I can't. I can't. See, people don't understand that. You see, what do you mean? I can't. Because if I do this, then I quit. Then my job is over. I can't be a pastor. See, for me, I can't even be a Christian if I do that because I can't violate my conscience. I can't. I can't do something that you're asking me to do if I don't believe that it's right. I don't believe. I can't. Now, I've lived my whole life this way. That's why I love my life. That's why it's worked out. That's why Because I believe what the Word of God says, so I'm going to stand on what the Word of God says, and I'll be fine. I'm going to be like the children of Israel. You can throw me in the fire, but God's going to be in the fire. And if he's not in the fire, who cares? It's all yours. I'm going to go to heaven. Hallelujah. But the key is, but God came in the fire. Or I'm going to be like when Daniel told him, listen, we don't want the king's meat. We don't want anything. Let us just eat, our, you know, you know the vegetable, all this over here. Let us eat what we need to hear." And the guy, you're going to get me in trouble. He said, no, you watch. Our countenance will be so much better than all those that have had the king's dainties." And there was. See, we're afraid to stop and stand up and say, No, I don't need that. I'll be fine. Come on. The, the, the conquering power that brings the world to its knees is your faith in Jesus Christ of what he has said and done for you. This is not hype. This is not, oh, a fairy tale. This is truth. This is truth. This works. This is the power and the presence of God. Hallelujah. Because that's why the Bible says that, you know, circumcision or uncircumcision doesn't mean anything, but it's a new creature in Christ Jesus. That who you are in Christ. See, we look at these things and we want to say, "Well, I don't understand." Then why is because the devil always wants to get us to compromise. I always liken it to this. It's like, you know, the world thinks it won't hurt if they cut your tail off a piece at a time. It hurts every time. You just forgot about the hurt. And they try to take things and do things and, and take things. But God gave us the right. See, God gave us the right. John chapter one says that he, he called, he said, as many as are calling, he gave them the right to become the sons of God. And when I say that, you understand, we are sons and daughters of God. Jesus is the son of God, but he adopted us into the family. You know, for all of you who saw on Facebook, we got a new grandchild uh, Friday. And uh, I I tell you what, I just want to share. You know, it's the second uh, uh, grandchild that we've adopted or that my, my boys have adopted. And I was at both of them. And you just cry because what? it's just so amazing. It just helps you to know because it, it so reminds me of Romans chapter 8 when it says that we've been given the spirit of adoption. And when you understand adoption, you know, you can disown your real kid. You can never disown somebody you adopt. You can. That's true. It's a law. You can, you can throw your own kid just... just Get rid of them. But if you adopt them, you're stuck. They got them all. You can't never get rid of them. I'm like, whoa, come on. I've been adopted into the family of God. God can't get rid of me even if he wanted to. Come on. I mean, it was so precious. And you know what's so something? Because little Evie's been with us from day one you know we 've had her we get I and mean, she 's so precious and so precious, and we 've just been wonderful, but man, it just something was done, and it was so precious, so amazing. I mean it was just like you just weep, you just cry, and you don 't know why you 're crying because it 's just so happy. And You're thinking, you know, what? it didn't do anything. All we did was go there. Somebody signed the thing, checked it off. There we go. But uh, it was so amazing imma- because when you understand that somebody wants you and they're saying, I'm going to take you and you're going to be mine forever and I'm going to be with you and I'm going to protect you and I'm going to do it. It changes your life forever. Amen. You take hold of the truth of the word. That changes everything. Because becoming a new creature in Christ, changes everything. Everything. Amen. Sorry, I got a little choked up there. Uh, it just did. It just was like, wow. Wow. When you, when you look at something like that, it just changes everything among you. And we need to understand that we, listen, folks, you're the ones that is in charge. Don't let anybody else, you know, you know, say, yeah, well, I'm not, how do I know that I'm in charge? You just know that you're in charge. You take command. You're in charge. And when I say that, be in charge of yourself first. <clears throat> See, here's the biggest thing. Most Christians do what they're supposed to do. The problem is, is that they do the right things, but it's never the real desire they don't believe that because when it comes to where, well, well, what happens is, is that, well, what have, happens if, if this is going to affect me? Yeah, it's going to affect situations, it's going to happen, but my actions are not, just actions. My actions are born out of a desire of my heart. They're born out of a belief on the inside of me. And what good is what I believe if it doesn't govern what I think, what I say, and what I do? What good is the gospel if I believe in healing or I believe in prosperity or I believe in the power of God or the protection of God if I don't believe it and take hold of it and put it into action in my life? Amen? You know, I've shared stories and stories and stories about things, but it's amazing how many and here's the problem is, is that until it becomes a desire, you're always forcing yourself to do things instead of just standing up and enjoying the presence of God and saying, Lord, here I have authority, I have what you want to do, and I'm because I desire to serve you and I desire to love you. Amen. It's so amazing to me. I just think, oh, thank you, Father. We've got to get some things here. Here's the thing. You've got to get rid of the caterpillar mentality. We've, and if, what do I mean by that? Let me just share something because this is something. Listen to what I'm about to say. The caterpillar is always thinking about how good it's going to be. Thinking about changing. Thinking about doing something. Thinking about it. We're great at Thinking. But we got to forget about being a caterpillar. we got to start knowing that we're not a caterpillar anymore. When you got born again, you became a butterfly. You had a metamorphosis that took place. That butterfly ain't thinking about changing. It ain't, it's flying from leaf to leaf. It ain't thinking. It's not the caterpillar going, looking, going. It's going to take us a week to get there, but we're going to get there. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting over to that thing there if I don't get eaten by the bird before I get there. It's just so hard going through this. It's just so tough. It's going to, what I'm dealing with today is what I'm dealing with. And see the caterpillar is only thinking about himself. God hasn't called us to think about ourselves. You need to realize you're a butterfly. You can fly and think about all kinds of trees. You can go to everybody, everything, because God's changed you. Amen? Hallelujah. you got to start enjoying the power and the presence. Enjoy where we're at. Enjoy the journey. Listen. We're not going to have revival. We are in it. We are doing it. We are changing lives. We are going to go. We are going to see God do it. Hallelujah. I refuse. We are going to have the power and the presence of God, and here's what, here's what it is, this is the, the, the message, of this, is that in your hearts, see the word of God, you know, you know Joshua 1.8 says, meditate on the word of God, read it, study it, put it in your heart, get a hold of it, thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and you'll be blessed, okay, but when you, when you understand about the word of God in this, is that you need to know that you're a creative being, that your words have power. See, the only reason this thing has worked and the reason is because the Christians sided in and started talking about what everybody else was saying instead of declaring what God was saying. Instead of saying, though a thousand may fall here and 10,000 may fall here, but it's not going to come nigh me. Hallelujah. And though it may come, it can't stay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It has to rise up. It has to go because God is my healer. God is my. And here's the thing about it. See, when you know they say, "Well, we got this different variant. We got this going on. We got the delta variant. We got all this, all the. Oh, now we got this end." Listen, an affliction shall not arise a second time. The Bible says, so you don't get sick with the same thing ever again. Well, now I know about that, Pastor. I've had the flu thirty-two times. I understand that, but you didn't understand that affliction should not arise a second time because you had more faith in getting that than you did in, the, in, the, in the, what the Bible says that you're not supposed to have that again. See, we look at the Word of God. See, I just take the Word of God and I just apply it to my life and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid because I believe what the Word of God. And I'm not bragging. See, I think, like, oh, you're just, no, I'm not. Because I got yelled at for being like a faith bully <laughs> during the pandemic more than once. <laughs> well, I just passed, just because you, you don't get sick, just because you do not do this, just because, it's like, I can't help it. <sighs> You know, I went through a time in my life that I tried to get sick. And I told somebody yesterday, they were asking, I said, listen, the reason that I don't get sick is because I was raised a country boy. Okay, I was raised on a farm. I slopped hogs, okay? I grew up eating dirt, eating worms, eating cow manure, pigs, slop, all kinds. I ate everything. I'm pretty sure I had some screws and some bolts and some nuts, I had it all. So I'm pretty sure my immune system had everything in it, okay? I'm pretty sure, I was a country boy, all right? Ran around barefooted, you know? I mean, that's what we did. We didn't have enough sense to do anything else, okay? Hallelujah, so, you know, I just, that's the way it was. And I'm pretty sure that my immune system, that's what helped me immensely. Because I am pretty sure I probably, you know, put more stuff in me than anybody else could come up with. <laughs> Amen. We look at that and now we laugh, but I think that has something to do with it. It might be why I am the way I am. Still crazy, you know. It's true, too. It's like, God bless you. You got dropped too many times or something here. But, but let's get back to the Word of God, okay? Getting, getting back to the Bible here. What did I say about being creative being? Listen. So many times we're defeated because we say words out of our mouth that our heart doesn't agree with. You see, you heard me say, I can't do this. I can't. Because if I do that, then I violate my conscience. Do you know why people have nervous breakdowns? It's because they violate their conscience. And they know they can't. And, then, and that just makes them snap. It, just causes, it does because we violate what we, we know to be true, but because of the pressures. Gonna, and, and listen, I'm not coming against people because I know that. I've been to that place, but I can't. When you do that, it just it wipes you out. It defeats you. And your heart is like, because oh. guess what? Your heart will create what you're trying to put into it you know see you sow the word of God into your heart and and, and it'll do it but most of us we sow crazy things we say things and so we deceive our heart so we believe a lie instead of the truth and that's what the enemy wants us to do he wants us to believe a lie instead of the truth he does he does folks you know he does we just need to stand our ground I don't know what's going to happen in the fall I don't know I do know that you know there's there's two ways. I've heard two different two different things, and I've been praying intensely about that because for those of you that don't know, we had some, some people that I trust talk and share some things with me about the, hey get ready because there's going to be some things happening. I believe like, revival wise we're in it right now, but I I believe there's going to be things. There's been threats of all kinds of stuff taking place, but it doesn't matter. They cannot stop the mighty moving force of the church. We are not going to ever be shut down. Hallelujah. No matter what, we're going to have church some way, somehow, some area. But the thing, but also, you know, and if it is a supernatural revival that there's just this incredible influx, then we're going to be ready for it. Amen. Amen. We're going to have gods and we're going to do what God says. But here's the thing we deceive our own hearts by our wrong speaking and our wrong believing and our wrong thinking man get rid of that stinking thinking you got to get rid of the stuff that's here because we've got to know that whatever we plant in our spirit is what's going to produce so we need to start speaking words of life. We need to start speaking words of heaven. We need to sow. The, the sower went and sowed the word. We need to make sure that our, we're guarding our good soil. We're guarding our good ground. Amen? Because our hearts are good ground. They are good ground. Good ground. Good ground. I wrote, wrote this down here. Many Christians today are losing out on the protection and the provision uh, of what God has for them because they're following their own thoughts And their minds are full of the thoughts of the world and what's going on around them. More people have, they know more about all the conspiracy theories than the word. They know more about what this is happening with. And listen, it's okay to to do and to know and stay up on things. The key is, is you gotta make sure that you're putting more word in you than you are anything else. You gotta make sure that you're getting the truth into you. And yeah, we have this and we see this and we know this, but you gotta walk and you gotta work out your own salvation in fear and trembling, amen? You gotta make sure. You know, I, I was interviewed yesterday by somebody who's doing a college paper and uh, asked me questions about how did, how did I handle, how did I walk through this thing, how did I keep you guys going, and how did I do what I'm doing, and, and I, you know, what, what was my thought process, what was my whole thing behind everything to keep going, and, and how blessed we are today. And I love that. I love being interviewed and being to ask questions like that. But man, just crank my tractor. Because those of you that don't know, that's countrified. That means it just revved me up, got me excited. It was was so good, okay? Anyways, hallelujah. But, uh, you know, and of course the number one thing is is because I didn't do anything, anything. I didn't make one decision based on what I wanted to do. I made every decision based on what I believed he wanted me to do. And, and since I believed it so strongly, I believed I was in the will of God. And it didn't matter what anybody else was saying or doing. It didn't matter what anybody else came with me. It didn't matter if none of you would have showed up. We'd have still been looking at those things and doing the same thing we were doing before. But I'd have still been doing so. It's still open. Doors are open. Y'all can come. Because, see, I'm a different person when I got people. I tried that just by me myself. I am not a television person. I'm just not. That's why we snuck in the prayer team. Shh, just sit in here. I won't say nothing. Just sit there. Hallelujah. Because he hears what happened. They were saying, Now look at the camera, Pastor. Look at the camera. And I'd be like, There'd be somebody sitting over here, like it'd be where Pastor Van was or Leticia. And I'd be preaching that because I got to preach to people. I can't yeah. preach to that thing. I mean, I love all of you watching. Listen, we can do this. It's awesome. It's great. But I need some eyeballs. I need some folks in here. We got to have, I'm a pastor. We got to get some things here. I need this. You know, I mean, we did. We, you know, we just—I I actually had just a few us and Then the prayer team got a whiff of it. And I said, "Yeah, y'all come in. Let's do this." We need—I need some help. I need help in this. Let me close on on some things here, uh, which is so so vitally I- important that you understand, because God's hand, God's plan—that when we are no longer controlled by the world's thinking, see, that's why we're the most dangerous people in the world. Because I'm teaching you to think. You know the truth, and the truth sets you free. You know what is right. You know what is wrong. You don't have to have people control you. Hallelujah. See, because we're no longer controlled by our thoughts or our attitudes or our own desires. We're not controlled by the actions of the world. Hallelujah. We're controlled by the Spirit of God that lives and dwells on the inside of us. Amen? We're controlled by what the Word of God says. And when you're controlled by that, supernatural things change. God said this. He said, you know, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish the thing whereunto I sent it, and it will prosper in it. He also said that no weapon formed against you and I will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, we shall condemn. Every tongue that rises up against us, we can take authority over. Even our own tongue, that's what you got to do. Aren't you glad your first response doesn't have to be your last response? But we've got to do that. So every, it says no weapon formed against us can prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us, we shall condemn. Why? Because you know this is their heritage is of the Lord. He and, he, and the Bible says, and then his righteousness is of us. Amen? God said, listen, I got your back. And God's got us. You're going to see miracles and signs and wonders. You're going to see miracles because we're not going to stand. This mighty moving force is going to go forth. The Holy Spirit has got us. He's going to take us. He's going to bring us back. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love something that I heard many, 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 many years ago when I was a little, you know, peewee football player or different things like that or doing different things. And it was from Vince Lombardi who said, listen, and he was the Green Bay Packers who were the dynasty at that time. And he said, listen, when he, every, when he get everybody come in and they start, he's, listen, we are going to strive for perfection and we're going to settle for excellence, which simply means that guess what? We are going to strive to do all the perfect things for God. But glory to God, we are going to just settle for the excellence of spirit because the Bible says that you've been given an excellent spirit. Hallelujah. It says, they that do know their God shall wax strong and do great exploits. Listen, God's not through with you or I and you're not here by happen chance, happenstance, amen? You're not here just because somebody dragged you in. Hallelujah. You're here because God loves you. You're here because God wanted you to hear what he has for you, amen? And we need to let go of all of the thoughts and all of the junk that the world's trying to put upon us and allow God to renew our mind, allow the word of God to change us. Hallelujah. And when we do that, everything changes. Everything changes. Hallelujah. Everything changes. Glory to God. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you and love you and praise you. Father, thank you for this day, for this hour, for this very moment. These folks are so precious and so wonderful. Jesus, you died for all of us. You loved us so much. God, you loved us so much that you sent your son. Father, you said that if we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we would be saved. It's simply, it's simply, and that's what we need to get to the world. See, God, you called us. You gave us a ministry of reconciliation. You gave us a gift. It's a gift. This new birth is a gift. This new nature is a gift. And what we do with that gift is we, we acknowledge you, we worship you, we magnate. But Father, we go out and we share the goodness of God with everybody we come in contact with. We allow God to be God in our lives. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, right now, as I pray for everybody, I don't know everybody here. So I want to give everybody an opportunity to know you. Father, I've just shared from my heart and I've shared about what it means to be a new creature in Christ Jesus and your plan and your purpose. Father, you're an amazing God because you did send Jesus, but you had a plan and a purpose. We don't look at Jesus as mere humanity. We look at Jesus as being the Son of God. He is the Son of God who has eternal life. And Father, like I said, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we would be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. We have to say something with our heads bowed. If you're here today and you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, this is not putting you on the spot. This is, man, we want you to be, all of us in here that are born again, we want you to be part of the family of God. We don't want you to be like us. We want you to be like you and have a personal relationship. Hallelujah. We want you to be better than us. Hallelujah. We want you to be even greater. And so if you're here, you say, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Then raise your hand real high. Let's pray. Let's make this day the best day ever in your life. Hallelujah. Don't just halfway lift it up. Just shoot it up there. Say, that's me. I want it. Hallelujah. You all may be saved, and that's what I'm preaching. Preaching to the church. That's okay. I'm trying to get the church saved, too. I'm trying to get you on fire. I'm trying to get you to go out and touch every life, touch every person. Oh, glory to God. My heart, my heart, my heart. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. I'm gonna, I pray for everyone here. And I pray, Father, that you send us into your harvest. Let us be laborers that go into your harvest. But Father, let us be Christians. Let us know your power for our lives. Let us understand how great, let us understand this gift that you've given to us, which is being a new creature in Christ Jesus. It's a gift so we can go out and tell the world, God's not mad at them. God's not mad at them. God's not holding their sin against them. Oh, they're just rejecting Jesus. If they truly knew the love of God, Father, they would reach out and touch your life. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Father, for everyone that's here. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace upon our lives. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen.